Oh, you thought I'd be kind of acting good. Good work, Sam, on the thinking. Uh, but you already talk about your dad coming, so yeah. Is that before or after? Is that before or after the Pinocchio joke that you talk about your dad coming underneath your bed? It's before, okay. Is that, if, anyways. Uh, everybody clap for Sam. Yay! Yay, 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 Your next comedian. We have a couple left. Um, thanks for everybody staying. It's really kind and wonderful and supportive when you stay and laugh at each other's jokes and stuff and pay attention. It's good because then people won't go uh, write that suicide note. Uh, your, next, <laughs> uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Nick Holkey. Yay! Thank you. What's up, gang? Um, forgot the first thing I was going to say. Hang on. Oh, DMT. That's all I want to talk about. Damn, that, that actually that actually wasn't a joke, but that worked out pretty well. Is everyone familiar with what DMT is? Okay, yeah. The drug your brain releases when you die. And now people do it, like, for fun. And... I know, like, I have a friend who has a DMT vape pen. And that just seems like too casual a way to talk to God, you know? I feel like you need more steps. Like, you used to have to see a shaman, do a dance. Now, you just need a nicotine addiction and a friend who went to Burning Man who doesn't label their stuff. You're about to spend your smoke break having a one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you guys remember chat roulette? Everyone, no one needs a yeah refresher course on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so in my teens, there was a time when I went on chat roulette a decent amount, and it's not what you think, but it's also not not what you think. So, to get in my teens, so I was like terrified of girls, but obsessed with them. And I was sort of in this weird, like self-inflicted sexual purgatory where I just didn't talk to girls. I came back from a party shit-faced. I was like, I want to see what this what chat roulette's all about. And uh, I'm going on it and it's just dick, 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 cute naked girl, cute, what, that, and she was she was real. And she waved. And I waved. And she's like, do you want to see me come? Yes. <laughs> yes. And she masturbated. And then I didn't want to be rude. So I joined. And for a sexually starved 16-year-old, that was the fucking... I had a new hobby. That was it. That was the greatest day of my life up to that point. I would get shit... Anytime I got drunk, I would come home fire up chat roulette. What I didn't know is that first time I had like, that was like a lucky break. Normally it could take like an hour and a half of just taking dicks to the face until I finally found who I was after. It was like, have you ever tried to catch like a really rare Pokemon and every step you take, it's just Zubats over and over again. Like that, except the Zubats were dicks. I think Zubats are worse, honestly. Dicks don't have supersonic. That's a that's a deep Pokemon cut. How to say you had your sexual awakening on chat roulette without saying it. 
using a Pokemon metaphor to try and explain it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That went, yeah, about how I thought it would go. That's kind of all I wanted to say. Uh, thanks, everybody. Nick Olkey, everyone. Off to go I, catch them all. I, I will take a note. Is that like chat roulette, if that chat roulette story actually could be funny? Or is it like weird? I thought, okay. I thought the chat roulette was char. I thought that was charming, like your first naked girl. And that's, I think that's like cute and kind of innocent and fun. But like, I, I mean, I'm like Pokemon. What the fuck is he talking about? So, <laughs> but that's just, I'm an old lady. So I'm not part of your, I mean, I'm not the audience. I'd just be like, ugh, Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, but will enough people, I feel like that's kind of specific. Are there enough people, did only he understand Zubat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's and fair. If you, maybe if you have a tag to that, you were 14 or 15, or how old were you saying you were? Uh, 16. So, but see, because then you're still kind of too old for Pokemon. No, but because mm, the innocence of... No such thing, Pam. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, if yeah. you were 14, if you were saying in this, if, if, if in this story you were 14 and you leave out the getting drunk part and you just make it about the innocence of, like, your sexual awakening and that you're just like, and I found, you know, and take out the drunk part and then, and then it's the innocence part and in that you're 14 and then okay. that Pokemon thing makes sense. Because I can be like, that's so sweet. He's like 14 in the Pokemon joke. Oh, but when you're 16, it's like, uh, no, that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty specific to Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. yeah it's just find your pokemon audience you okay cool thank you clap your hands together buddy for nick Olkey. yay no comedians left your next comedian super funny has a, like always just dressed to the nines put your hands together for colin braun yay Thank you. Um, you know, I don't usually get into the Christmas spirit, but um, I will this year. Um, every year I have a little tradition I do that I don't do with anyone else because I don't have anyone else. Um, and I make wreaths. I like making wreaths. I give, I give out wreaths to my friends and, and, and loved ones. Um, because really, I think a wreath is the most beautiful way to deal with yard waste. But um, I... My favorite thing about Christmas, though, is something I get to do between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I've been doing comedy for four years, and every year it gets a little bit more intricate, and I hope that you'll enjoy a Christmas song. 
Just hear those homeless beggling, panhandling too. Come on, it's lovely weather to ignore them together with you. Oh, they may scream and holler and beg for a dollar or two. But I've got lots for sparing, but I ain't sharing with you. Get on up, get on up, get on up, let's go, you stinking hobo. That rifle on the wall is not for show. Get on out, get on out, get on out, can't stand that dick on your hand. Get off of my stoop, cause it's not your poop, encrusted crackhead land. Uh, fuck, I had this part. Sorry. Damn it, there was a whole thing about... Um, blah, 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 blah. There's lots of beds and shelters and resources with the city. But I work too damn hard and my taxes are my charity. There it is. Oh, hear those homeless beggling a panhandle handling too. Come on, it's lovely weather to ignore them together with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's funny um, because they are currently very cold. And I spend all of my time inside of structures insisting that we turn the heat down. Um, because, damn it, I look really good in this jacket, but it's fine. It's fine. You might wonder, Colin, why are you so hostile to the homeless? Well, because they're pretty fucking hostile to me. Um, a few weeks ago, a homeless man on the bus called me a filthy faggot which seemed rude and very uncalled for. How can you think that you're better than me when you're on the same bus? But ultimately, um, the joke was on him because later, and I promise you this is a true story, the joke was on him because later, that very same evening, I slept indoors. Now who's filthy? Faggot. Um, <laughs> I have uh, I have gotten flack I've gotten flack recently because I've written a lot of jokes about killing homeless people, um, but I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself, and I'm still here, keeping my neighbors awake with my screams of terror in the night. Uh, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about my mental health. I don't want to get into it, um, <clears throat> which leads into another song about where my comedy comes from. You'd better not ask. You'd better not pry. Think of the past will just make me cry. I was molested by a clown. There were no balloons, but there was a cream pie. He said if I talked, he'd tell him I lied. I was molested by a clown. I still see him so clearly. His nose was like a grape. His lawyers were so goddamn good. Legally, I was not raped. Hey, you better not ask. You better not pry. Because to think of the past would just make me cry. I was molested by a clown. Everybody sing. I was molested by a clown. And now I'm on a stage making people laugh with a horn. The cycle of clowning continues. Yay! 
Thank Colin you. Braun. Good night. Yay, Colin Braun. Yay. Props and wonderment. Yay. Wow, that was a lot of Christmas spirit. I don't know. Um, that was great. Do you do you do that every year? You make like a little sketch, a little sketch. I love. I mean, I loved it. I love that song. It's fantastic. Uh, I love, you're inspiring. You're inspiring. Your next comedian, everybody, put your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Hi, guys. Um... On my way over here, a guy told me that I looked like if Rose the Riveter didn't give a fuck about the war effort. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can do it, but why bother? <laughs> you know. uh, my gynecologist follows me on Instagram. Is that normal? <laughs> so whatever she saw down there made her think, I got to know what this woman's personal life is like. She actually DM'd me yesterday and was like, girl. I was like, yes, doctor? She was like, today I had to lift someone's fupa out of the way to be able to get in there. I was like, I don't know a lot about HIPAA. <laughs> Unless you're telling me there's a service you provide, in which case there's no way my insurance can afford that. Please stop messaging me. Is this not relatable for all the gentlemen in the room? <laughs> Your gynos don't message you? You're lost. Um, my mom is Arab, but I know that I'm a white woman because of how I marvel at string lights. You could put string lights on a dumpster and I'd be like, how do I make reservations? I feel like, I feel like men who are tall are a lot like restaurants that have string lights, you know? Like I always have to ask myself, is this a nice place or does it just have string lights to distract me from what's really going on? You know, what's really happening here? You know, like you see a restaurant across the street and you're like, oh my God, it's so charming. Look how nice. And then you get in there and you're like, how many people have put this fork in their mouth? <laughs> Doesn't even taste good, but I feel rude not to swallow. <laughs> Don't insult the chef. Um, I, okay, here's a story for you to hate. I went to Peru when I was in high school for a high school trip. And when I was there, I got typhoid fever. And I think of typhoid fever the same way I think about my grandma. Like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> what are you doing here? You're ruining my time with my friends? But when I came home, they had to keep testing me for typhoid, and the way they test is they test your poop. So every week, I had to poop into a Tupperware, not, and not just like a, like a regular Tupperware, not like a medical one, and then deliver it to the hospital like a fucked up DoorDash. And then one week, my dad offered to deliver it for me. So I hand him the goods. He goes on his merry way. Uh, he, take, he gets to the parking lot, takes one step out of the car, drops the Tupperware, it bursts open on impact, and scatters my poop across the parking lot like he was fertilizing the asphalt. And then he takes the lid and just scoops it back in, stick stones and all and then hands it over with no explanation. <laughs> they called me the next day like, ma'am, typhoid is the least of your concerns. You are shitting rocks. 
Um, I, I went home for Thanksgiving. I live in New York. And on the flight back here, these two guys got into a fist fight on the flight. Thank you. And um, they were really going at it. There was a younger guy and an older guy. The younger guy was like really wailing on this guy. He was getting pummeled. And no one was doing anything about it. No one reacted. I was like, oh my god, somebody <laughs> yell world star. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, okay, I'm going to end on one last thing that hopefully you like, because these are all killing. Um, okay, uh, have you guys heard that um, your dentist can tell if you've given a blowjob? No? No one's heard that? Okay, well, I recently found out that your dentist can tell if you've given a blowjob by how well you're blowing them. <laughs> yeah. My dentist was like, you have not done this before. <laughs> Like, okay, you're the one that said you like teeth. <laughs> Is that my fault? All right, thank you guys. <laughs> Yay, clap your hands together for Sophia Barrow. Yay. We have a couple comics left. Uh, it, uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. Yay. <laughs> I know you'll all be wondering why I did this when you find this. Just know that I loved you. Oh, shit, wrong. wrong you guys think you're having it rough. I found out that Pam's afraid of me because I'm a fat person. Fucking, <laughs> it's been a fun day. Like, I'm afraid of my fat. I didn't know everyone else was afraid of it. It's going to kill me, not you guys. Like, don't worry about it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if you can tell f over the radio how fat I am. Um, it's okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fine. Uh, you know, I, they're like, oh, just spell it P-H-A-T. You're fat, but with a P-H. Oh, great. The only way to make fat... A larger word is a fatter word than the original. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I am a little overweight, you know, but people are judgmental. Um, I'm like, I'm what I would like to call a survive a long winter American. Uh, because, you know, I've been putting on pounds. People are like, oh, no, I got to work on my beach body. In a nuclear winter, the beaches go first. You can't go. You got to work on your bunker body. You know, that's how it works. You know, you were doing leg day, and I was doing chicken leg day. And you were doing Pilates, and I was eating pie a lot. And, and Pam has an eating disorder, but when I go to a restaurant, you know, I'm eating disorder. I, I I ordered it, and goddamn, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> Thank you, Uh People, oh, just take ten thousand steps a day if you don't want to be fat. So I take eleven thousand plus steps a day, and I realize that uh, people in Narcotics Anonymous really need to work on their endurance. <laughs> Ooh, you can't do t can't twelve can't even do twelve steps and you're doing heroin again. I did thirteen thousand steps. I could have quit heroin so many times today. Uh 
Oh, just watch what you eat. Oh, I don't know what you eyes closed eating the dark motherfuckers do. That's how I eat everything. I watch it and then I eat it. I can't do. Ah, the bowl of soup. You see how dangerous that is? You burn your fingies. Uh, so when people try, when you're fat and you have friends, they try to defend you when other people call you fat. They're like, he's not fat. He's just big boned. He's not fat. He's just big boned. In case there's people that are far away and they need to know. Uh, and that's actually the worst thing you can say about a fat person because that means that none of this can get any better. <laughs> just a fucked up skeleton. I got big bones. 0% body fat, 100% a medical mystery and a problem. Uh, I can't go on keto. I need a bone saw and four and a half months off work. Uh, I don't, Denise isn't here anymore, uh, but I am a testament that her unemployment diet does not work. <laughs> you just stay fat and poor. <laughs> Both. Uh, I'm going to die someday. It's probably not from being fat, though. People are like, oh, cigarettes will kill you. Cigarettes are going to be what gets you. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, probably. But you know what else could kill me? Fucking anyone or anything for any reason at any time. I don't know you people. Not really. One of you could be like, oh, today's the day my father was murdered 25 years ago by a dick joke. I swear the first dick joke I hear, did he just say the wiener takes it all? Oh, man, that really makes me want to go into a bank and be like, this is a robbery. Bang, 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 bam! We were doing a thing and you fell apart on me! You fell apart. Okay. <laughs> this is a robbery! Bang, 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 bang! <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> oh, wait. And I just want you all to know that it's not your fault. Even though it may seem that way. <laughs> Spencer Divine, everyone. Spencer Divine. That was... That was amazing. Uh, well, I... If I think everyone's gone. I can go up and say things, but it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Pam Benjamin. Yay! Pam, yay! I don't know how to turn up the music. I'm going to use this mic because I, every time Spencer gets up, that mic is like so it's wetter than my pussy has ever been. It's just too, too moist. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's nice that you're here. Uh, thanks for being here. Today, I'm having, I'm having a rough time, so this might be more uh, therapy than anything else, but San Francisco has changed so much, and I'm kind of pissed off about it. Like, I was in the fucking holiday mood, right? I was in the fucking holiday spirit, full of turkey, feeling good, and I was at a stop thing, and this guy looks at me, and we had a moment, and I said, 
happy holidays, man. And then he said, I'll give you $10 to make out with me. San Francisco, what the fuck? So I said back to him, I was like, why did you have to make that moment gross? Ew. And like 10 bucks. 10? Is this what I'm worth? Really? 10? This is all you have? Is it, it? So I was so offended. I mean, I've been propositioned for sex work on the street like 15 times in the past three months. I don't know why. I give off the sex worker vibe. Is that what's happening for me? I don't know what's happening with age. I don't know the perception of people when you get older. They're like, I guess I have to pay for, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I, there, I, haven't, I haven't had sex in so long. I'm just like, ugh, do you even, is that what menopause is? You just, you pause on, there's no more men. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's hard to be old. It's hard. I mean, I'm supposed to be happy. It's really hard to be likable. That's the thing, you know. Like in, Richard Pryor said uh, one time, like before I got on stage, he said, "What do you want?" He goes, "I just want him to like me," and like that's really all I want is people to like me. And then, uh, when they don't, it's just the worst. And then one day, some days they do, and then you're like, and then some days they don't, and then it's like, what? How do you not, I mean, and I just don't have the money to pay for Prozac. Is that how you do it? Like, is it just, is it through the miracle of modern medicine that all of you don't cry every day on the bus? Is this, what magic are you wielding? Uh, no, I seriously, I, I, where do you, where do you cry alone? <laughs> you don't, you never cry? Oh, everywhere. Okay, I prefer the bus. I like it because it's public, but it's also private. Because no one's going to fuck with me because I'm on the bus. I can do whatever the fuck. There was a person on the bus today just going like, trash. <laughs> I kept saying it over and over. Trash. And I was like, I'm not even going to respond. Okay, there was a kid in the back of the bus. And I didn't know he was a kid. I, I'm sitting there. I'm minding my own fucking business. And I hear the kids. And one kid goes, I came on her chest so hard I knocked the wind out of her. And I turned around, and it's like a 15-year-old Filipino boy. Like, are you fucking, what porn are you watching, sir? You did not make that line up. You stole it from somewhere. Fucking plagiarism. Thought plagiarism. Anyways, I was pissed at the children. The bus is gross. I can fucking cry on it. Thank you. I, not that I want to be crying, because then they're like, people are like, who is that scary old woman crying? <laughs> It's so funny to be so fun to be in a nervous breakdown. The problem is I'm not drinking right now. I'm just being my. I'm not on like. I mean, I'm smoking pot, but I'm not on any drugs. So it's. I mean, (laughs) I'm not even drinking, and I'm crazy, and I keep doing crazy ass shit that I'm like, fuck. So I kind of want to start drinking again a lot because I'm like, I did crazy ass shit when I was drunk and then I just didn't remember it. Now I remember everything and it sucks. Like I fail over and over and I'm mortified and humiliated in front of all of my peers like every other day. And I'm just like, I'll remember it. (laughs) No, just because the other side to this is I have a photographic memory. So I can do all of your jokes. Lauren said to me the other night, she was like, imagine if you just thought about your own jokes. And I was like, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, hold on a second. What's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. I don't know. All right. That's my time. No. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks for being here.
guess. <laughs> but, All right. Well, never mind. Okay. Let's watch a full... I'm already recording. <laughs> we are recording the show. Hello. Welcome yes. to Let's Watch a Full Late Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl is out there on the East Coast. We are uh, broadcasting this show on Sunday, uh, September 23rd. No. 22nd. But... 20, but yeah they oh. pretend it's sunday it pretend it's sunday we're actually uh, recording this on late late east coast time uh yeah. on, a, on a school night so uh carl let's what's the movie what are we watching on let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. we are watching the jane mansfield story uh and i would put parentheses 1980 when you search on youtube jane is with a y uh if you were with us last week we also covered jane the jane mansfield story 1980. Let me go ahead and, and type that in. And you, you mentioned last week's show. That was an R-rated uh, softcore travelogue film, something that like you would yeah. see on E! Entertainment Television with Tara Reid, and, uh, <laughs> which was done after her death. So it was a very morbid uh, R-rated yeah, movie. Yeah, the ending especially, yeah. Yeah, they showed the death of the, the dog that she's been carrying around in the, in the home footage. Oh, anyway, but this is a television version. This was aired on uh, TV. Yeah, but much... The first one we watched, I do believe it was exploitive. I think everyone saw the big news about Jane Mansfield. Next thing you know, come on down to the wild wild. You know, they, they drew an audience from her death, I believe. So Exploiting. I've, so uh, which channel is hosting this film? Okay, so I recommend... It's not Danielle, it's... D-A-N-I-J-E-L second word O-S-T-O-J-I-C it's long it's like three hours and but it's 22. not really and that's but the version it's not really okay alright let's do it so go ahead now, the reason this is such a good one to choose is because we'll see not, you know 1980 commercial <laughs> God, really right. interesting we're, we're keeping Carl up all night on this one so let's uh, we'll be watching TV which is impossible to riff uh, but uh, so go ahead and click the uh, link and hit pause. You'll hit, you'll click it. It'll be buffering. Hit pause. Pause. Oh, um, why is um, a TV remote control like a kitty cat? Why, Carl? Because they both have paws. Very right. Okay, so let's. Uh, that joke is the cat's pajamas. <laughs> By the way, I lost a lot of money buying those. It was just a waste of money. So uh, we see pajamas, right? They won't yeah. wear them. They won't wear them. They, they go out. them. They don't enjoy it. I get scratched a lot trying to put them on. It's like not worth it my time. Yeah. All right. So we are going to go ahead and click the start button. I do see a picture of macaroni and cheese dinner box, a seven yeah. and a quarter ounce box. That's about what half a meal. No, that is. That is before it's uh, pastified and comes all puffy. All right, so are we going to watch the commercials, Carl, or are we going to skip them? Yeah. No, it's really, really interesting. Okay. We're going to watch them. And I'll play, I'll play them. It's fair use. Well, so, because there's fair... Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think Avondale wants to promote their mac and cheese, and I'm happy to let them do it. All right, so go ahead, and uh, get, uh, we are going to have the fabricated voice of Paul well, Brumba. Hmm. Thank Paul. you. I appreciate that. Oh, February is Paul Brumba. Great to have you in the studio. So, how are you? I'm, I'm on the edge. I am just on the edge right now. Your podcast, I'm Edge of Insanity. Of Insanity. All I can do is just count down before I burst. 
Well, uh, speaking of which, what a great segue. Let's uh, have you do the countdown. Okay. Get your mouse's fingers hovering over that triangle play button. And in three... By the way, it's the Jane Mansfield story. <laughs> Killing me, man. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Cents every day. All right. Handsome Indian dust. Ooh, canned mushrooms. Bruce Jenner, look. Yes, I see Bruce Jenner. Embassy coffee. How much is it? Like a dollar a box. It's really cheap prices. Check it out. Like 48 cents for cans. That's a lot. Kroger. Wow, Kroger's been around since the 80s. Yeah. Two-day-old baby was found dead in a tailored bag. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Jerk off. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I was thinking of something else. Anything for rating? No, it's been a long. It's been enough time. You can. I feel like this is well. I made a uh, dead baby joke right off the front, so I, I wanted so to. Awful. So we are. Uh, this is like hanging out with Carl and Mike on the couch. <laughs> and we are gonna watch the. Wednesday night movies. Do you remember that look? In the, okay, there's Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, Lonnie Anderson. And there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this is 19... No idea the fame. Yeah. 1980s. So what was he doing back in 1980? Well, he hadn't even... Ten years later, he would do um, the Conan one. So he was nowhere. He was Mr. Universe a second ago. Oh, I see. So he was playing a Mr. Universe type character, a uh, real life person. Right. right. Mickey was uh, a Miss, a Miss, you know, it, just the same contest, Mr. Universe. Nature Valley Granola Bars. Right, which still exists today. But I think they took the caramel layer out of it. <laughs> Cutting corners. Well, I mean. The mom a, likes it because it's natural stuff. Yeah, and the kid likes it because there's fucking caramel shoved in it. Right, and there's it's sugar, it's whatever form. Yeah. Granola's answer to candy. My answer to candy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's I've I've seen this. <laughs> okay, first one in the house gets the bath, gets the shower. Oh, you won it! You always win. Don't use all the soap. I'm not using any soap. I'm using Calgon or whatever the fuck. Correct. Is, Wait, Correct really? Crazy, I've never even heard of this stuff. Look at me. Mm-mm, wow, that's good. Wow, Jane Mansfield, move over. Did you use over. all the soap? I didn't use any soap. I used caress. <laughs> oh, it's actually soap, though. I don't want Look to blow your mind. Glasses. Yeah, it is soap. They say it's not soap, but it's actually soap. This is ring around the collar, bite. I'll give you a break. Ring around the yeah. collar, 1980. Yeah. With. With spice ring around the collar. Oh, God, this I show. <laughs> with no more ring around the collar. It's okay to get a ring around the collar at the fucking tennis court and a white shirt. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I got a ring around the collar walking a block over here. I got now, out of the bar. Like <laughs> she's looking and, at the this wine? Is just the greatest wine. Yeah, she's having memories of, remember that island and we drank the wine? Remember that party? And That's pretty strong wine. I see a pattern emerging. Taylor. Oh, it's my friend Taylor. He made some wine. <laughs> Have you had Taylor's wine? <laughs> yes. Uh, but I mean, that's just between you and I. Seriously, don't talk. Look right. how 80s the bottles are. Like, sharp. Yeah, they're shaped like brandy bottles. Okay, is this a movie? All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is Mississippi, 1967. Yes, this is Biloxi. 
and she is replacing, remember, the um, the singer who is her nemesis. Oh, which was, hang on, Gina Lola Berg, uh, no? No, with a V, I don't know. Okay, so she's on the phone with Nikki, who she's long divorced, and she's married and divorcing another. So she's like, I miss you, I love you, I want to do a tour with you, I've got it all planned out. Mickey, Meet it's the beginning of the movie, and we need a flashback structure. That's why I'm on the phone with you. Now the driver's like, come on, bitch, let's go. <laughs> Wait, the, dri- the driver? Yeah. The fatal driver? The one who killed. The yeah. killer. Didn't they show a clip? There's, oh, hey, there's Arnold. Look at my chest. See, I'm a Mr. Universe. We have been through this before. Carl, before. that's a pretty good Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah, see, I'm confused because it says, I mean, in Conan, he couldn't even speak English, I thought. He, the famous one is he did a movie called Hercules in New York, and they dubbed him. It was him and okay. Arnold Stang, the voice of Top Cat, the guy from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, one of the little gas station yeah. guys. Uh, so the thing is, Mickey also did a Hercules movie, so they, the internet wanted to make a big deal out of that. Oh, yeah. It was uh, in the professor. So Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> oh, here's, all right. So Lonnie here's Anderson car. was great in... in uh, WKRP, WKRP, and then she was on some other TV shows I saw her in. Well, she was she turned into, like, TV movie guy, but luckily for her, she had already ba- uh, bagged um, uh, Bert. So, yeah, that we were talking about, you were on this episode, so my brother was on, and we were yeah. watching uh, Rent-A-Cop from 1989 with the, the, the dearly departed Burton Reynolds, who passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, from the, and, uh, dearly departed, boy, come on, Mike, uh, well, I have a little bad, little sin in you, come on. All right, the dead uh, Burton Reynolds. Okay, wait. They're pre- I'm sorry, they're pressuring him. See, the guy's pressuring the driver, and that's why they crash. I that's an ta- important plot point. Oh, wow, I was talking over the uh, fatal car. So it, <laughs> uh, so they were not decapitated. We're also watching a typewriter. So this isn't a flashback. She's talking on the phone. You know, right, in 1967, right after this it. phone call, yeah. Right. We got to go back to the island. Right before we go... Uh, I got hit by a truck. Well, she was not decapitated. I found out that was a myth. Yeah. Uh, children were sleeping in the back. They survived. Uh, two, the two boys, I think it is. Well, now what we're seeing is just like a a ramp up to where we're going to start. And she's just a waitress in a, um, I, I, excuse me, she works in a movie house. Sorry, Lonnie Anderson. Arnold Schwarzenegger. See how he's still the the um. Okay, sure that's guy, guy Raymond. Yeah, Boutango. he lived with the um. Kathleen Lloyd. Three's company lady for a while. The Janet. Oh wow. Yeah, he was like boyfriend, so I like him for that because he's very bland. He's horrible, actually. And they're showing profiles of her from scenes throughout this movie we're about to watch. Right. Yeah. Based in the that book, scene, you'll see a 1980s car, even though it's 1950s. Well, I mean, could they shot it like as fast as they could, I'm sure. I'm sure. They'll also mix in a couple newsreel things. Okay, so here's Mickey after she's died, reminiscing about the girl I love with some reporter. Hugging the monkey. See that? Yeah. 
Merci. Very famous picture because that was like the, a movie premiere came to her theater and she got to do that. See, she has dark hair. Right, right. She does. She is in the movie. Yes. Oh, so she works behind the counter currently in Los Angeles, and she's going to be discovered. Kind of. She, you're exactly. It isn't Los Angeles. I'm not sure where well, it is. It's not. But okay, a movie premiere occurred there, and the monkey came in for a promotion. They took a picture, and she got the number of an agent. <laughs> and so that oh, did she get the number of the up. monkey? <laughs> Monkey's like, no, I'll, I'll call uh, you. No, the monkey was very aloof, and I don't even remember his name, but at that time, everybody knew that monkey. Very oh. Aloof. Wasn't uh, he, the monkey starred in the James, the monkey movie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, remember that movie, Monkey Movie? Do you, do you I, enjoy yeah, watching? Any which way but loose. Do you enjoy watching performing orangutans, whether it's um, any which way but loose or... Uh, <laughs> When I was young, I really enjoyed when they would take chimps and put them in human clothes and make them say, Scoop the crap! Okay. Like, like you would cut to the press room. I want you on this story. I'm going bananas over it. I'm going bananas, right? They always he turns around on the uh, wheelie chair on the boardroom table. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Get on this. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a pun right now, but they were full of them. Well, there was that famous television show, too, where this guy dressed up uh, ring of things and uh, had all the show of it. I forget the name of it. The greatest time I ever saw people dress up as monkeys and pretend <laughs> yeah. was uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, that was great. Yeah, they were playing it yeah. for laughs, but it was such, so well-directed you didn't notice. So you watch that movie the first time ever, and you're with monkeys in the desert. And then you come back to that film later, at least this was my experience, and you realize these are humans in monkey suits. Then you see it in a totally different way. It is a comedy. Right. Oh, oh. fuck off. I'm so scared to hit you right now. Like he runs up to the monolith and he touches and goes back. He's acting. He's acting. Now, Carl, could I possibly play you something from the Love Guru right now? Yes. All right, here we go. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> That's the last name, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki's last Mariska name. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> and it's the daughter, I right? I so enjoyed your sutra, especially the part yeah. about not being a victim. Oh, thank you. Because you are such a generous benefactor, we are establishing the Mariska Hargitay Special Victims Unit. <laughs> Fun. The whole nine yards. <laughs> you have gone from nowhere to now here. I'm beautiful and I have a secret. We did it. We, we watched The Love Guru on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Boom. YouTube. I'm going to say that. We, I'm going to say we watched. We watched that movie on this episode. When yeah, I write about it on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, one of the many ways. You could uh, check us out. We are on iTunes as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, we're also on Twitter with that. We're also on YouTube with that. And we're with on Facebook. With what? L, that's W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Don't you have it memorized yet? I do. I just had a text, I am about this, where a guy said, 
Oh, you're doing your show L W A F L M O Y? I said, no, it's L W A F L U two Y T. And he goes, U space tube? I go, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, listen, he must be French because the French always leave the last letter off when they talk. Him. So lazy. It's Him. so lazy. Well, right now we're watching her get kicked out of her job. Or, well, no. So she found the agent. It's like, hi, I want you to represent me. She's like, oh, you're a nice little kid. Get out, get lost. But she's like, persistent. We can make each other famous. So he says, all right, I'll give you a little part just to get rid of her. It was just like an audition, like a cattle call. Lancelot Link was the name of the chimpanzee television show on Saturday mornings. Lancelot Link. Did you see it say casting? Because it said it in such 1970s writing. And we're supposed to be in the 50s. Right. Plus all the girls are on roller skates and have little uh, star wheelie dillies on their head. Right. Wheelie dillies. What are they called? The dillios? You put them on your head? I don't know. You know, they like I have mean, that's stars. on the weekend. <laughs> it's like a... You put it in your head. It's like a plastic band you put over your head, and then it has like little metal coils, and then on top it has little stars, or and it droops when you wear it. I'll have to Google that because what you just described I can visualize, but why would it exist? What is it? It's like New Year's Eve, or you're at a party, or you just want to uh -huh. be freaking minds. You, uh, it's like a head brace. What is it? Like a. <laughs> All right. I want you to know. He, she went in to read the line. She goes, I don't want to read your line. I have my own thing prepared. And she started giving this speech. And he's like, next. And this is the next going up here. Right. She'll probably get the part because Jane ain't getting shit. This is a, it is in time in Hollywood. The casting couch is a place to crash before you go. Uh, audition. Well, there were some girls who did and some girls who didn't. So right now the agent is like apologizing to the casting director. You blow it, kid. <laughs> and he goes, well, I didn't want to do it because that's not my image. He goes, he's like, you don't have an image. And she's like, well, I'll get one. And she starts putting on a cutesy, cutesy, sexy voice. And he's like getting hard on. Oh, so she, this is the origin of her voice. Yeah. Turn it up. Uh, it's pretty this is the 50s. Houses are bigger. Cars are bigger. It's the 50s, girl. <laughs> yeah. Carl, it's the 10s. It's the See how she's doing her shit? Where'd that come from? Do you like that? I love it. Why didn't you do it at the reading? Boing. Because that is not my image. What image? You don't have an image. Watch her keep, she'll keep going. Well, then I'll get one. CBS will not do it. <laughs> Wait, I got a phone right. call from Les Budez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he needs what to What are you doing tonight? I want to squeeze like? Speaking when I need to crash on your couch again. Just no questions asked. You know what I'm looking for for that. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll say, Les, do you think your first name is funny? He goes, yes. Uh. I, oh, that's your brother on the line, Mormoon Vez. Hold on. <laughs> Mormoon oh, I heard that one before. <laughs> you know what? I'm writing that down for the next open mic. Oh, don't. I was making fun of the fact that I heard that joke a million times this week. You have? Yes, a million. All right, damn it. I didn't think that up. Fuck. 
<laughs> no, but you know what the good side is? Your version was the millionth version time I heard it. So congratulations. <laughs> like confetti falls. <laughs> you heard my joke a million times. I said the million times yeah. joke to you. Call up Robin Williams and told him, he stole my joke. Okay, I'll pay you. Robin Williams passed away years ago. Here's a check. <laughs> um, wait, wait. When did he pass away? It feels recent. Yeah, maybe like four years ago. Uh, Is it really four years? They actually uh, dedicated, they named a meadow, Shannon Meadow in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park. Right. right at the start of the park, right by the country's oldest children's playground, uh, is where they set up comedy day in the park. It happened last Sunday, and I did not go this year because I hung out with you, Carl. That sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I got to Look see the wild, wild world. Her new image. She's got a pink cat. Oh, she's picking a car and she's dressed like a Barbie doll. That's fast. Her hair is blonde. Well, the thing is, she got herself a little gig getting photos taken at the pink Cadillac because it goes perfect for her. And so she came with this thing and she's got her boobs on display and she's got the blonde hair going. Platinum, yeah. you know. You know, if you pour, uh, and when she washes her hair, it turns into ramen noodles. <laughs> You're right. But the thing is, it's got to be really hot water for that effect. Yeah, and then do you so, put flavoring in there? <laughs> not on her hair, no. That's no. Miss Mansfield. So now she goes on to win contests, like beauty stuff. She's just trying to prove to this agent. So she's cast in something finally here. Oh, great. So it's she tells the director, uh, her agent, she goes, I can't swim. I don't have to swim, do I? Oh, so, oh, she's going to get pushed in the pool? She said that with a swimming pool behind her. That's called foreshadowing. She <laughs> well, doesn't drown it. The direct, she's setting the agent up to not, to when she falls in, to be like, oh, shit, she can't swim, she can't swim. I don't have to get in the pool, do I? Because I would just drown Mr. Smith. If this movie was directed by Quentin Tarantino, at the end of the movie, she drowns. People go, well, that's not how she died. <laughs> she I don't think theater. Lonnie has big enough boobs for this. She really doesn't. Lonnie Anderson in a two-piece bikini, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, she fell now in. She can't swim. The who's a dupe is like, she, he, she can't swim. She's drowning. Someone help her. See the bras off. Oh, the bras off. On purpose. This is a third Wednesday night Madonna. movie. Madonna. Madonna never did something. Well, she's calling attention to herself, yeah. Well, and Madonna, I think, took her cue from Jane Mansfield, and if she was here, she'd go, fuck you, but I think she did, and she, like, showed her vagina, you know, the JJ it was called at the time. When did Madonna, was she? in her book. I have the book. My, wow. my father, I got a copy of it. I, got, I took it from my dad. Oh, it paused on me. Oh, pa no, no, it's okay. Oh, it's, it's going septia. Oh, it's a picture from well, the newspaper. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really great. LWAF, LOMOYT, we'll right be right back after these messages. Mike, this was a promotion for cheese. Like, remember they promoted coffee, wine? Oh, yeah. They promoted, yeah so they eat a chunk of chunk of cheese. You remember Saturday morning, they had a little cartoon commercial? Gotta eat some cheese. Yeah, yeah like put on your pizza. Yeah, put two slices of cheese. That sandwich is better. Do you remember in Superman that was my there was Miss Tessmacher? Uh-huh. She tried really hard to do this role, but but Lonnie Anderson won. Oh, no way. Yeah, she really wanted this role. She was like, Jane Mansfield is my... And she does have that nice, that look of 
She had a very 70s look, but right. I no. could see her doing this part better, I'm saying. I think Lonnie Anderson is a good choice, especially a TV movie, because it's, she was she was rocking TV. And right. uh, people, she was always salacious. People would always kind of like leer at her. So she's playing Jane Manfield. Oh, is this a taste test? No, it isn't. It looks uh, like that. This is the dumbest logic in the world by the dumbest person in the world. These, saying, aspirin, these yeah. things have 650 milligrams. See, they're all the same. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, we're 800. She goes, fucking really? Get the fuck out. <laughs> she like, pulls I'm off. I'm going with Anison. She, she's rocking my uh, style back in 1980. The, the collar sticking out of the sweater. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. I'm going door to door for Aunt Survivor Vicks. Right. Yeah. He's a door to door. Oh, that's person. is that Tim Matheson? I, 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 I get to it these looks people. like a person who got famous. I know. Uh, boom! You can't deny it's a oh, great pancake. Yeah, his idea didn't work. Wait a minute. Aunt Jemima Buttermilk. Just shoves a piece of pancake in her mouth. Well, he is shoving a box of black women too, and what a white suburban. Uh... Did you see it said uh, buttermilk complete? Yeah. Buttermilk complete racist. So now daughter is like, why are you fucking naked in Playboy? And Lonnie Anderson is like, girl empowerment, girl. And then she's like, I'm soaking that up because you're my mom and you're my role model. So yeah, empowerment, girl. Well, she's dressed like she's going to go out and do the organ monkey routine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No offense, but I mean, there's it's an the organ 50s. grinder outside. Like, come on. What's that? It's too busy? It's the 50s. There was nobody dressed like that. Maybe organ Look, grinder. Look, in the 50s, the organ grinders were dressed like in the 30s. Is it funny to you, Carl, to watch humans dress in monkey clothing? Yeah, especially <laughs> that. But going bananas. I want a full report of that appeals to me. Well, this always appealed to you. Slip. <laughs> Woo. We used to do 20 years ago at stage. It was Harmon Leon and my uh, uh, friend uh, Kevin. Uh, we would do this uh, bit where we would. Uh, <coughs> Harmon had like a bear. Uh, Kevin would rent a uh, uh, a bear suit from the the mm -hmm. costume shop in San Francisco, which is still open in Lower Height. And uh, we'd be like, you know, this dumb bear, this big idiot. It's just a guy in a bear suit, and he can't pull it off. And then we would chase each other around the stage. So the bear would chase us off stage, and then we would chase the bear on the other side, and that type of thing. <laughs> you know, maybe it would have been funny if he, like, you had him chained, and he came out. And he's like, roar, roar. And, you know, sort of like laundry basket, in a yeah. way. Well, cause so it's, you would say, bear, and stuff like that. My friend, it was uh, Kevin Guthrie, and, uh, but Harmon Leon had a uh, panda suit, like a, like a white bear one, where he would lower... And uh, he would close his act by taking an actual fish and pull it out of a pan of water wow, and, in front of his mouth. Great. And then he would that's shake it exactly. around. And uh, after the one show, the state, uh, manager said, uh, you're going to clean that up, right? I go, that's not my fish. <laughs> I didn't do that. Ooh, He's now showing his backside. Right. Now, this is a move a uh, play called Will Fame Spoil Rock Hudson? Yeah, well, so, which is a classic pop culture classic. And I, she yeah. is on the Broadway production. Will Success Spoil Rock Hunter? There was the ad. 
extra, extra. She's a famous play person. Ooh, she's got a little princess phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a masseuse. I got that for Waterman, little princess phone. for. Oh, girl. when he talks? That's great. Well, no, for the girlfriend, like, at her house. Like, she, there's a split screen, and she's like, her name's Baby. <laughs> you know, Carla's a play going on. We should be really quiet. People in the other seats. <laughs> you don't right. have to tell me how to watch a show. No, I'm just doing... Hey, don't shush me. Boo, show us your tits. Sir, you have to leave this Jade Manfield production of Who Will Fame Spoil Rock Hudson. You sound like, um, what's the guy who was in the Indiana Jones now that it's older? Uh, he's LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Right? Shia LaBeouf. Like yeah. Yeah, he's in, he's at Jane Mansfield's play. <laughs> Boo. I'm sorry. And then he has like, I'm leave. sorry, Jane Mansfield. Is that your poker face or are you look bluffing right now? <laughs> who look queefed? <laughs> Okay, so now it's been like six months, and she's like egging the stars. She's not a movie star. She's a she's Hollywood like a play star. star. And this is 1953. And, no, I think it's later than that because she gets her right. Hollywood thing pretty soon. So that was all 60s stuff. So probably it's like 57. I'm not sure. I don't want to talk oh, shit. All right. So. Here, the agent is saying, you're always late. You're always late. And what we're doing is trying to set up famous beginning to go to her head, even though it's just a bullshit play. She's not a famous, famous, famous. Listen, Jane, I got to get you a driver. Sorry, girl. Uh, Don't. It's okay. The promo promotes that. Oh, she's ready to do her play. I, I, you know, I think it was a movie uh, with Tony Randall. Hear me out, and it was directed by a guy who just makes these crazy films, and that's all I that's remember. That's an odd couple. A very odd couple. Uh, or I could be wrong. It might be with Rock Hudson. No. Now, do you remember there was um, the? Um, are you having a story or something? I just want to say a plot point. Yeah. This is a little girl she worked with at the movie theater, and now she's gonna like manipulate the girl into like you can work for me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's plucked. No, it's okay. I'm enjoying a beverage. Oh, Michael. I don't think you drink much. It's called uh, Endo Rush 350 milligram caffeine citrus. It's pretty vital. That's the street name. I've heard of it. It's like if I got to, I'm supposed to like lift weights and then drink this. Or drink this and then lift weights. Is it like a carb builder can you drink that and don't lift weights? What am I going to do? I should lift weights during this. You have a flabby, um, yeah. You know, Ugh. my wife bought these like little five-pound weights, and she <laughs> Yeah, I just pump it iron. Yeah. Water. Well, it'd be appropriate. We have the pumping and iron then, himself. Pumping iron in the movie was before this, right? I mean, that's probably why he got this part. Probably, yeah, yeah. Well, he clearly wanted to have a life after Mr. Universe because so many didn't, and right. he just thought Hollywood was an avenue. So he See, played- like wrestling was an avenue. He considered a bunch of stuff and. Unfortunately, I'll just try it. You know, I lived in California when he was governor. Weird. Uh-huh. It's really weird. Yeah. It's weird to say because you you go Jesse Ventura. Well, why would people? And then when your own yeah. state does it, you know, it's just like, yeah. The thing is, it softened you up for Trump. Right. No, you're absolutely I, right. I got smacked in the face. 
I mean, do you think it was a coincidence that the series of uh, a series of uh, The Apprentice after his presidency was hosted by Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes, I do. Why? What was? Because I mean, not he, cool about here that. you got a guy who the first host becomes president of the United States, and the second right. host was a governor, and they're both so, like tell, you know personalities. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's a, just a coincidence, really. And I don't think that, I mean, he can't be a president, uh, so. Oh, here we go. Mickey Hardaday in his own production. Right. And he had to pull this off for Terminator and Terminator, the most recent one. Oh, cool. Every Terminator movie, he like went into, you know, because he could look very flabby. And he would not appear anywhere when he was like that. He hasn't worn, put on a shirt this entire movie. Check out that classic <laughs> flex. Right. Oh, she's checking now, it out too. Right. Now, this is Mae West's review. So Mae West would have so, a bunch of shirtless guys pose. Well, she would do all sorts of variety show kind of stuff. For this, she'll come out and go, uh-huh, if so. Wait, we're going to see Mae West is here? No, we won't see her, but that's what used to happen. Oh. She would make sex jokes. Remember, she always made sex jokes. But she talked She talked really around. weird. She has this, like, cadence of undertone. You've got to be kidding me, kid. What? The cat's pajamas, you say? Well, uh, <laughs> i never seen a cat in the pajamas before, but uh, it's worth a try. Well, you know, it's like this, like, who talks that way? The fuck? Nobody. Yeah. She was, like, pretending to be, like, it was... Remember in back in those days, not like we were alive, but in movies there was the bossy girl. What do you say? See? What do you say? See? Well, I mean, if you're playing to an audience at a at a vaudeville show, you have to throw your voice in a certain way. I mean, they didn't really have microphones back uh, in the day, so they had the megaphone, and you sang from the side of your mouth, so yeah, you could get it to it the megaphone. Like the right. And there'd be emphasis. You're right. Also, like when they would sing, like instead of ooh, they'd say oh, like all these tricks so that it would project and be sound yeah. right to the ear of an audience person. Well, I, I love old movies because I always felt like they were just recording a play, you know, because they still talk that way. They still have well, that. Well, there's that, what is it called? That Atlantic pentameter. Oh, there was yeah. This standard English thing. Right. So it's deceptive. Some of those people could sound like Jersey Boys. When the camera's off, you know. <laughs> Seriously, everybody expect it was it was like a play. When you went to the movies, you only saw it one time. It went away forever. It was you know people would dress up, not all the time, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, sometimes they go naked. I understand. So they would do doing a play, and they would put on that voice. Yeah. Well, how can the octopus save us? All right, that's a cut. <laughs> uh, I'm going back to Newark and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Now, uh, Hartgrove, Hartgrave, what the hell is his name? Mickey and uh, Jane. And they have a relationship now. And it's like, of course, I love you. Here is I. Oh, Mickey, look uh, at my big compliment, my boobs. No, I think it's so ironic the, that's a necklace for a woman who dies nearly incapacitated. Not a, you see irony? Yeah, I see irony. <laughs> Did you see that already? That was already right in front of you. Everything. Hammering over my head. I just want to see an Oscar Mayer Wiener commercial from 1980. William Shatner right. here with the Commodore Vic 20. You know. They called it maize. <laughs> they call it maize. We call it corn. 
<laughs> we call it porn. Pornhub, 1980. Uh, yeah. yeah. You uh, come and run here and jump up on me. I wear a shirt, okay? You know, there was also like when the California had a special election for the governor where there was like 30 people running and a lot of them were kind of like yeah. stunt, like they were porn actresses or they were a talent, excuse me, they were uh, uh novelty. Gary Coleman ran and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Schwarzenegger was a potential force and he, you know, he was involved in politics in California, but uh, it was remarkable. It was a freak show. You know, that happened with Jesse Ventura too. It was a special election? Yeah, and it was a wide field. Yeah, that's how you get on there. I mean, you have the money and the position, and you get backing. I mean, as far as I was... Now, what's happening here... Oh, excuse me. Oh, no, I'm just saying that California is, is very environmentally sound and, and forward-thinking, yeah. and he, he did electric have cars. that for... Oh, electric yeah. car. Well, Jerry Brown just laying it down, and uh, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, as a, as a Republican governor, was very positive when it came to the environment, like very kind of... Governor Moonbeam. Yeah, that's Jerry Brown, yeah. <laughs> no, Governor Moonbeam. Okay. Governor Moonbeam. He was always that guy, like, they'll be like, hey, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, say, I'll be back. And he'll be like, hey, uh, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back. I say it, my t I say it too. Oh, hey. Hava Nakila. In real life, by, you know, just coincidentally, and everyone has laughed. He's probably been like, he has to go to the can, just like, okay, no, no, I'll be back. And everyone, ah, ha, ha. Okay, so now we're getting a little bit of complaint that uh, we're, you know, we just pulled the publicity stunt, and she's like, I need it for my career. Come on. And he's like, okay, I love you. Cut to commercial. That might huh. be real. That's not. It's so not, is it a commercial? Not. Oh, no, it's still going on. No, no, it's, uh, I don't know why, but we're seeing just what we saw as a montage. It's just, yeah, it's photo montage. probably overhearing, uh, like, a, we were in love. It's the Yeah, it's girl. probably talking to the, I'm what cutting you off a lot, and I'm sorry about that. No, you're doing great, Carl. I'm cutting you off. We work now, great this together. Guy, this guy, yes, we do. We're this always interrupting each too. other sentences. That's what the promo is all about. Oh, we got to redo it. Godfather 2. Oh, really? Mo Green? No. Uh, oh, you can go play your little me. game. It's one of the dance steps. Oh, is that the governor? Senator Corleone. Mr. Corleone. I don't like your kind. Oh, I'll do business with you. I, I remember she was laughing. That's that well, was he's the done fun. it before. Yeah. <laughs> now he's also Apocalypse Now. Could you go kill somebody for me? Let's have some <laughs> roast beef. I hear it's pretty good. I could go for some roast beef right about now. Damn it, Carl, stop bringing up food. I'm trying to watch. Well, it's him. It's the actor. I did my research and it involved roast. I, I said, yeah, he was pretty good in uh, both movies. No, he's classic in uh, Godfather 2. It's crazy to see him in another role. Well, the first time I ever saw him, it was a movie called Tank with uh, Rockford uh, Files. Yeah, too. James Scott. And uh, was it Shirley MacLaine in that? No, not uh, Shirley MacLaine. Uh, no, the woman from Parch's family was in Tank, right? Oh, um, Shirley Jones. In real life, I think I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I remember the kids like, "Was your horror worth it, Dad?" I was like, "This movie is great." For <laughs> you know what? I really liked the the video game tank. It was not as you know, rep- it was loosely based on. Oh, movie. you mean Battle Zone? They had Battle Zone with the three D vector. Mm-hmm. Atari had a two D game called Tank, and mm-hmm. it was you and, and uh, someone else, and you just move a tank around a field trying to shoot each other. I'm sure that game tanked. <laughs> Put a tiger in your tank. 1950s car. By the way, I just want to be let it be known that in the beginning, the like radio broadcaster, when we saw that teletype thing, yeah. he's like, she died at six, at 36, but she was 34. Some bullshit. Uh, she's dressed uh, in a little panther suit. Well, now she's done a movie, so people know her. So the press is there because they consider her a rival to Marilyn Monroe. So she does like. This is her house. Remember I told you about the pink palace and Mickey? Yeah, right. He bought a house and a heart-shaped tub. Oh, so she's outside the Pink Panther. Right. Now, they're in love. They're deeply in love, at least according to Lonnie Anderson movie at this time. Like Bert and Lonnie. Like Bert and Lonnie? Like Bert and Lonnie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Like Bert and Lonnie. So the poster for Rent-A-Cop, it said Bert and Liza. And I go, ah. Lonnie finds out And I've actually read a book There's a celebrity tell-all book uh, Kind of inspired by Hollywood Babylon And Good he dog. was he was not a Good dog <laughs> It was actually Hollywood dogs that drink Did I ever tell you about that Beethoven book? Beethoven was a Beethoven was a he was a, drug Oh he man Put a paw on your dog he, he would slap your phone out of your hand With his paw, big shaggy paws oh, And he'll oh, say oh. I'm Beethoven bitch Ba 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 <laughs> Fuck your girl uh, Beethoven. You know what he did? Do he was he did uh, that take where he he rolled around uh, Charles Grodin's bed like splashing water. Mm-hmm. He did that sixteen mm-hmm. times just to be malicious to Charles Grodin. And Grodin said, you know, in his memoirs that he could smell the vodka coming off the dog like it was in his pores. <laughs> I read that. Remember, he spot he he would spot. He would spot. You know, Marcus territory. <laughs> Did you, did you ever tell you about? Go up to there was a chapter about Charlie Brown. They had an really? uh, yeah. Your dog's a drunk. Charlie Brown never aired on CBS, but <laughs> <laughs> and part of the reason was they wanted to send a message. Halfway during the animated sequence, uh, the the kids do an inter- hold intervention for Snoopy. It's really, but it never aired. <laughs> it was an earlier time, you know. Yeah. It was progressive of them just to even make it. Well, you know what happens is Snoopy slept with uh, Woodstock, and uh, listen, I got something serious to say. Okay, okay. really? Uh, I know, no, Carl sets you up for jokes, but I'm just being serious, just for two seconds. Yeah. So, okay, there's this guy at my work, and I can't say any more than that. And he's totally gay, and he was openly gay from the beginning. You know, it just wasn't a thing. Then yesterday, I concluded a three-day training for work, and this guy is like, my partner this and my partner that. No one even batted an eye. I'm just saying, like, I think maybe finally we're at a place where the next generation, it'll be Europe or some shit. Whatever it'll be all want. okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever he wants to do. I, I'm very liberal. I support LGB. <laughs> Yo, I see that. I hear a bias on that. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. Well, Fuck let's. Them teeth. Okay, so right now. <laughs> it's two men in a room. Yeah, Mickey's trying to say, look, look, 
he needs to do the rock hut will success spoil rock movie and he's like look i got this titty flick for her and he's like no she's serious that was how she became a star and he goes look if you don't do a titty flick you don't ever get another titty flick and That's then so Arnold true. goes, I will flip your titties. You don't get her out of this contract. They can, they give her a contract for six years. She was to be the Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh freshen cum up, gum. gum. Oh, here we go. Come gum, come gum. The fresh. Thumbs up. Here it is, here it is. See, this is the four porn. See? Liquid setter, too. Liquid setter, too. It's, oh, and it has a liquid center, too. You yeah. motherfucker, why didn't you tell me that before I put it in my goddamn mouth? I'm not gay! <laughs> Did you ever uh, you ever have one of those cups and not realize they had a uh, chewy center in the middle? You're like, what the fuck's wrong with this gum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Poisonous. Oh, spider eggs. <laughs> yeah, like Hubba look, Bubba. Look, look. We're black and white, see? Oh, these two kids are eating a sandwich. Sandwiches. Chicken of the sea. We just had a canned chicken commercial too, right? Yeah, that canning is is mermaid. What do you think of the fact that chicken of the sea is owned by Prina Dog Food? What? Well, they had Prina logo at the end of the commercial for chicken of the sea tuna, but I always associate Prina with dog food. Right. I think it's just uh, whatever company. Yeah, but I mean, it's like saying, you know. Breath mint like from Philip Morris. <laughs> well, I tried. Living Wear by yeah, Corny. I'm, I'm not with you, but uh, you often... Okay, this is called something obnoxious, like so obvious, like fuck me. You it's a cologne yeah. ad, perfume ad. You make me dare, you I'm one of you. Scoundrel. It's oh, witchcraft. Scoundrel. Wicked... Scoundrel. Witchcraft. God damn it, don't you know you're fucking Sinatra? Just, uh... You're my scoundrel. <laughs> oh, gra- I, I'm a whore. I smelled your scoundrel, so I had to go straight to your apartment. CBS Wednesday Night Movies. Next week on the CBS Night Wednesday Night Movies. Columbo's no, in a no, pickle. Look, oh, see? rape and yeah. marriage, the right out case. Right, and it's, it's Terminator Girl, and it's... Uh, Mickey Rourke. Wow, Ms. McGann. It says, due to yeah. mature themes, parental guidance suggested. Uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Linda right. Hamilton and Mickey Rourke in... Right. Oh, and McChicken. McChicken had to follow that. See, it's based on a true story. The rape story. McChicken is available now. Brought to you by McChicken. Look, we put our hands on the lettuce. They're processed chicken. A middle class black person. Well, it's a. 1980. This is why I love this one because you can check out. Look, that's what a. Airport looked like in 1980. She's in the airport, they're smoking. One guy's doing gun practice. We have such nice seats nowadays because there's going to be a delay. <gasps> delay, the movie. <laughs> oh, no, she's a check girl. Oh. Misty Harbor. It's tailored to take it. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so it was about a raincoat. Available at Hudson's. 
death and destruction at 11. Oh, I was hoping the newscaster would do, talk about the dead baby because I had another joke I was going to say. Oh, that's, <laughs> it is funny, those dead jokes, baby jokes. No, my condolences. There's this one woman, she's a comedian here in Jersey, and she's so funny. And she starts out her thing like talking about how she's in an abusive relationship, and then it ends up being the kid. Like a, like an infant, you know. What's the punchline? She's funny. I, uh, I won't, don't want to take away her All jokes. Right. Okay. The premise is like um, he's in an abusive relationship, and then at the end you find out it's her infant child. You know? Oh, yeah, it is abusing her. Demanding, and I, I don't want to say her stuff. Well, say her name so people know who she is. Okay, I don't remember. Oh, say it later. We'll put it in the show notes. There's yeah. No, there's no show notes. There's no <laughs> well, show I'll show notes. you notes. Okay, let's see the notes. Oh, you actually write notes. So, by the way, the whole premise is this, is that I've seen these movies and books. i never even seen them, and now they're on YouTube. And Carl actually does research using the internet. Yeah. And so he takes notes. Oh, no, I can't swim. Yeah. The premise here is, no matter what a bitch you are, I still love you. (laughs) Was she the funniest person on... She was the funniest person on KRP, right? No, 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 not at all. She was a sex object, and her joke was, I'll never sleep with you, salesperson. She had a very deadpan delivery. What was... Yeah. Les Nesmith. Les Morris. Muniz. Okay, Les... Nesman was maybe the quirkiest, funniest guy. There was Herb Johnny Tarlick. was just cool. Yeah, right. Herb was like, I'm an asshole. Uh, so you don't like that. Right. You like Les Nesman uh, because of his pathos and there his was the, Big Bang Theory. Uh, cool black jazz guy. Um, Venus Flytrap, Tim Reed. Would you play a hit, Venus? Hey, man, this hit me last night. Yeah, he would do the overnight. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the fly track. No, I'm of a certain generation that when I see Gordon jump, I think of the the different strokes episode with Dudley. I'm sorry, but I just uh so but he played the manager on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a lot of people actually another generation know him as the Maytag repairman guy in the commercials. That was a low time in his life. Now here's what's happening. Yeah. They're meeting Senator Corleone, and he's like, oh, Mickey, whatever. Oh, hi, this is my greatest person's fiance, Mickey. Yeah, great to know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Out of my face. And then he's like, you're harming my relationship with Mickey. And then he's like, look, lots of bitches would like your job, okay? Such you a TV be a movie. little grateful. TV movies are just like that. It's like, listen, you either got to smoke marijuana and get into heroin to be a star, or you got to go hang out with your bro- your fellow Beach Boys. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'll smoke pot and write smile. <laughs> That's my Brian Wilson. That one Beach Boy is crazy. Who, do you like the Beach Boys? I do. I like periods of the Beach Boys, and especially that early time in which they were really writing music. Yeah, no, I hear you. I love- I love the colorful clothes I'm playing the tambourine. Uh, 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 guys, fellas, uh, I, I want you, uh, you guys to wear uh, fire hats on your head for this take. And, uh, and let's get the barking dogs. We need dogs roaming around the studio. 
That's my Brian Wilson. I'm doing what dumb people say. Well, that's the thing, I'm Carl. I'm doing what the agent managers. Every time I hear that song, I think, I'm drinking sun kiss cola. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because it was an orange soda commercial jingle for, for decades. Drink, drink, drink. Sun. Okay, fine. Went to the Sunk. dance looking for a romance. Saw Barbara Ann, so I thought I'd take a chance with Barbara Alf, Ann. Alf sang that song. No, he sang Help Me Rhonda. And so don't forget John Stamos. He was he became like he toured with those guys. He's friends <laughs> with Mike Love. Mike Love wrote a, uh, a memoir, highly recommended. It. It's just controversy after controversy. If you haven't even read like Heroes and Villains, just out of pop culture mania, you just have to check out the Beach Boys story. It's a, it's just crazy shit one after another. You know the you read a lot of books, and Maybe. I don't, but I read them. People think I read so many books, but compared to you, I don't. You are. Well, I've been, I'm, I've been delaying it, but here's my reading list. And it's been a while since I've been reading it. Uh, the Official Preppy Handbook, oh, How to Solve right. the Rubik's Cube, that. and uh, Sniglets. Oh, yeah. With, uh, Rich, Rich Hall. Hall. Oh, I, uh, Hall. Cats by M. Kalan. Remember the comic book, Cats? And then uh, Truly no. Tasteless Joke Book. No, I remember Big Book of Losers. You turned me onto that. Uh, <laughs> well, you were on the we were on the cover. <laughs> who's who? Right, who's the biggest loser? We never get to it. Look inside. Carl and I for our uh, public access television yes. show year, decades ago. We had the loser dance, and that is on our YouTube channel. That was so great. Well, you know, maybe I should play that. So. Wow. If we had a budget and fame, what a great sketch that would have been. Oh, yeah. Have a I, whole dance floor. You directed that one. here, ladies and gentlemen, the concept. Oh, uh, so and this What just happened is she kind of like made a deal with the devil. Oh. Like, I'm your producer and you do it the fuck. You know, I'm, I'm the guy who makes you the Maryland competitor. Do you want worldwide fame, national fame? It's so, so weird. It's like if it reminds me of Johnny Carson. Oh, I'm gonna usurp the ki the king of late night television. My uh, Rick D, you know, like Thick of the Night or uh, Joan Rivers, or they would always be like, "Is Chevy Chase going to usurp the king?" <laughs> no, no one could replace Marilyn. No one could replace Johnny Carson. Right, right. Well, the thing is, at the time, that's like a buzz. Right. Who's next? And she never was. And one fucked up thing about this this movie is later when Marilyn dies, she goes, I don't want to be insensitive, but there's nobody left but me. You're going to have to give me the part. It's really pretty bad. Uh, she really did I say that? I find this comedian. She, yeah, in, the, in this CBS thing. Listen, by the way, it's like seeing the Malcolm X movie. Like, it's close. It's the spirit of this movie is not... Well, TV movies are always, TV biopics are always like this. I mean, I, I was referencing a, a Beach Boys teleflick uh, I watched where, uh, you know, the this guy kind of played like the evil guy who influenced Brian, and it was all kind of kind of dried. Have you seen the movie? Them? Right? Yeah. I saw that. That was good. It was played by um, Better Off Dead guy. Oh, no, you Love and Mercy. That's a theatrically released movie oh. from a couple of years ago. That was great. Yeah, it was Paul Dano as the young Brian Wilson and then John Cusack. Right. 
So you did the TV version, which sounds like the same sort of story. So maybe there's some truth behind it. There was a manipulating manager and he was like crazy. You know, I think they were kind of applying uh, Van Park Dykes, uh, the the co-writer of Smile, like kind of saying he was a bad influence. But I, the way the guy talked, it was just like a kind of a comp composite of just... We have Van Park Dykes here, too, on our coast, the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Does it help out? No. If you go um, you go on Route 10 towards East Hanover and you go to the Van Park, there's there's Dykes everywhere. Oh, well, yeah, he co-wrote Smile. Live. It's... It, well, here's here, bar. here's the song that he wrote. <laughs> the loser dance. It's called Mike, Carl and Mike's Party Machine, but no one came. 16 views. <laughs> Saddam Hussein's dropping by. Oh, it's gonna be great. He made Play me be manifesto. <laughs> Close up? Yeah. This mic is bad again. Sorry. <laughs> it is. The mic's bad again. Oh, is I it? I cannot find this comedian. She's one of my Facebook friends, but I have so many friends. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll follow up on that. I just, I don't mind you referencing, but we might as well promote them. I agree. Okay, so I'll promote people. Yeah. When? You actually met uh, uh, Jay Wolf himself, Joe Gorman in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe Gorman uh, was just stopping by. That happened also at Scotty's with, what's his name, uh, Art. Uh, there was another comedian. Oh, yeah. I, I just Remember? talked to him about it. Um, I sent you a selfie. Yeah. 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 Irish Summer. Irish Summer. Irish. Ira? He was not Irish. No, his first name was Ira. Ira Summer? No, Ira Potty. Yeah, Ira Summer. I got Irma. Ira Pose. Ivana um, so Tinkle. Right now, it's like, Jane, you're drunk, Jane. It's not safe, Jane. Get down. And then they have a near crash foreshadow. I don't like you when you're drunk. You will later. This is like Arnold before. Oh, look, she's standing on top of the convertible. Foreshadow. Oh, maybe I'm a little ahead of you. I know I'm on uh, 53. 53 and 4. Yeah, we're on the same. She's okay, she's in the she's in the convertible with Arnold. Yeah. And she's it's sitting. It's a pink caddy. Oh, uh, almost got into a car accident. We need a driver. Right. Someone who knows a professional. So here's my miss for a living. Here's my video game yeah. pitch and I hope it's uh uh <clears throat> oh you know that I just got a little pop up that said experiencing interruptions, find out why. Damn it. The new administration. Should so, I pause? No, no, I I'm on pause. uh fifty three minutes and fifty five seconds. Yeah, I'm I'm like okay. You tell me when you get to 5430. 50, okay. 5430. Okay, so when uh, I say the 5430, if you guys are following it, you'll also be at that point. Play point. Play point. God, wait, how long is this thing? Is it really three hours and 20 minutes? No, no. Okay. It's like 90 minutes. Okay, good. 120. With the commercial? God, the 90s. Uh, All right, 20. Well, yeah, because. 
Hades, I mean. Okay, 54 and... 29, 30. Uh, 28, 29, 30. Thank you. Uh, She's just coming out of the bathroom going, you drunk bitch, and so give Jamie a break. She really is drunk. She's 163 IQ, and it's just like she's not challenged. She has to pretend she's, you know, even if you're smart, you can still have your piccadillos, like egotistic and... How come she doesn't have a chihuahua with her? Right. That was... uh, She had two chihuahuas, uh, but we we saw what... Coco. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Yeah, right. Choo-choo. We saw Choo-choo that whole film. Choo-choo and and yeah. um, <laughs> hey, she I liked Coke. Over breakfast. Over lines of Coke. No, chew, chew. Oh, she was chewing her breakfast. I was saying like she was doing Coke. I, she was snorting like a train. Well, she, she was she, such a sexually charged lady. She was clearly always masticating. <laughs> oh, no. Masticate? That woman left uh, a passed out woman and Schwarzenegger alone together. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen for years. Actually, that's not true, right? It was the nanny. Oh, right. Well, no, I think it was, she was... Uh, she had a baby with him. Yeah. He roofied. Yeah, well, he was governor at the time. This is what I'm talking about, the Trump thing. Oh, Ragu, pizza what? quick. Honey, I want a pizza now. Open a jar of pizza quick Woman, where's my pizza slice? Oh, you need pizza quick. Well, I can have the sauce up right away. Oh, it's toasted bread. Oh, he's like waving it. I broiled it in the oven. Traditional with meat. Hmm, processed meat. Wow, the the fucking frat boys ate all that shit. Get the one with meat, Dad. Get the one with meat. Uh Uh-huh. No, but that's not... My household is like, you got to make sure it's vegan. (laughs) But, you know, I can't get the meat one because the meat one's kind of gross. That car's got five speed and has reclining bucket seat. Oh, it's a proud sponsor of the Jane Manfield story. Look at the price, Mike. Seriously, look at the $6, price. $6,000. dollars Yeah, $796. Yeah. People don't realize we're in a crisis, so I'm going to go on about my no money bullshit for about another hour. <laughs> Tell us about the crisis. It's a commercial. You can, this is your soapbox time. Let's get yeah. clear. Look Sorry. at her. Um, she looks like she went on to be someone. Yet my hair is better conditioned than before. Maybe not. Back. Maybe not. The clincher? See, all that's how you can tell my sisters silky. and my mother-in-law are all related because they all use Clairol number five. Well, you know, I just want to tell you, I use nice and easy, you know? Just, just happen to be hanging out here in this commercial brand. Ooh, Borden Eagle brand, could sweet wow. and condensed milk. That's like fucking syrup. My dad was into that. He did that for coffee. In coffee? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yes, you don't need a lot. Just a little sugar. And then they've actually... But you can make a terrific, like, uh, caramel with it. Like a quick and dirty caramel using it. But isn't caramel all about butter? Yeah, it is, but you can cheat. You can use condensed milk. Well, you call it something else. You call it like syrup goo bars. Oh, syrup goo bars. Can't wait. Remember the kind of look of the of shows and cheap graphics? It was obviously... Ooh, White Shadow. Oh, White Shadow. Starring Goldfrost. Take on Coach Reeves and the team. This is season four. A special preview of the White Shadow Thursday. Oh, please. Look, ARP with Lonnie. 
Oh, this is the turkey drop, this right? Is CBS. No, he was doing the weather in a, in a helicopter. In a plane. The police finds a safe place to hide. Never done any stunt work. But Ooh, the stunt man. To earn it. You look at me like I'm some kind of movie. Well, I'm not. I'm real. And if he doesn't get killed, he'll have the time of his Are you? Life. I'm watching Mike, the stunt man. Mike, you Mike. Yeah. You Mike, I, I cannot hear. This is a great film to stunt man. Man. Can you switch mics because it hisses out, you know? This one hisses out? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Check to... daily newspapers. It, it, this is the convenient one to use. An investigation Puppy is underway tonight in Taylor, where a two-day-old baby has been found dead and discovered. Uh, uh, all right, here, wait, I got my joke book. I wrote something. We'll open debate tomorrow on the fate of America's hostages. Uh, I know your Parliament debated today, then recessed without making any decisions on the hostages. The presidential candidates wasted no time getting back on the campaign trail after last night's debate. He mentioned the hostages. And Chrysler Corporation has reported right? a third yeah, loss of $490 million. Yeah, I mean, this must be before... Reagan hasn't been elected yet. It right. is real. Wealth and power Hi. can enhance a family's fortune. Dallas, too. I'm Linda Gray. Open your watch the continuing drama of the Ewing family on Dallas. She was Sue Ellen. Right here. She was sexy and she would drink. Hi, I'm Sue stuck Ellen. in a studio to tell you that Cincinnati, you should watch Dallas on Cincinnati <laughs> 7. Hello, San Francisco. <laughs> this is. Where you should watch KRP. KRP. Or KKRP, as it's called uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, I just, I just got offered a gig, and I have to go away. Doesn't that it? I don't get gigs. You don't so get, sorry, dude. Oh, she's wearing a fur coat to end all fur coats. That coat has its own animal sewn in it. They didn't even have time to carve out the gorilla. She's they just handed it over to her. Okay, so now we're seeing the daughter. It's like... Why do you have to go to Florida and I can't come? Now, the internet says that Lonnie Anderson's real daughter is in this, but it says her teenage daughter, and I just don't ever see the you teenage see any other teenagers. Maybe she played herself uh, in the photo montage, like she played Jane Manfield at age seventeen or whatever. It's not that I don't love you, dear. You're just becoming less important to me. Listen, I'm we'll shooting a film called Paris. The Wild Wild Film World of Jane Manfield, and it's going to be so girl power terrific. I can't wait <laughs> to watch it together. It's empowering, Mommy. And I'll get my butt pinched. <laughs> you oh, know, I... this film is also in the Golden Raspberry Award book, the, um, oh. just like her other film, uh, the other one. The Razzie's, the official Met Razzie's movie guy. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if you want to hear a terrific one, interview with that guy, check out my brother's podcast, Proudly Resents. He does interview. He interviewed, oh yeah. Some guys get all the luck. Some guys get all the breaks. You know that song? You're going to mention. it references me. Some guys just do nothing but complain. Whoa, whoa. Ooh. Some right, guys right. get all the luck. That one? Here she's bathing in pink champagne. But there's no publicity. To... Right? Wait, so he's not even no, in the it's... room pouring it? He's on the phone? Right. Who's pouring she's it? The Miami. champagne lady? No, her her slave. Man. The girl at the movie theater. Remember uh, when you were my manager? <laughs> I would kill to get a job like that. We have a fire going in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, Spiegelman. Uh, yes, Miss Manfield. 
more pink champagne in my bathtub. Right away, ma'am. Right away. Yes. Spiegelman. Yes, uh, Ms. Manfield. The champagne is too cold. Hi, I'm your agent, and I just hang around your husband and kid. <laughs> and what, she, what he's saying here is you're not getting the blah, blah, blah part. And she's like, is it rock? Is it rock? Uh... Uh, no, she does do that movie. This is after that. She does that movie. Let's see. He was Mr. Universe in 55. She does that in. I really think she does that in the 60s. I think I'm. Yeah. In 57, she was in the play. I only know this because of last podcast. Wow, that's cool. I do like these. These are good, like, uh, makes a double, good double feature, this movie. Yeah, that's right. Look, look at this upbeat thing I'm presenting you with. I'm down right now. Can't you tell that? Champagne Spiegelman, who let this person into my private bath? I'm... So she was a bitch in the bath to her servant? Yes, I'm unfortunately. <laughs> I and came twice. Like that. Oh, if only I could pinch them. Arnold. Act, Arnold. Act. And sure. roll him. This must be way after Hercules, because... Yeah, Hercules was in the said. 70s. Because he, he got in... Pumping Iron kind of brought him into at least, you know, national attention or right. movie world. And he stayed there. He did a... I don't know if he did a Hercules afterwards. But, yeah, you're right. Like, Conan and uh, Red Sonja, he didn't really talk at all. He just kind of walked right. around without a shirt. And there was kind of that in The Terminator. He goes, why will I... Even saying I'll be back was like a big story. Well, he played He played on his type. You know, he's, if he's just an android, he's literally an android now. You know, like... Okay, so nowadays, right, I go to these um, movie reviews and I read them to death because there's always like one gem in each one, one gem in each one. This one was like... This is the first film where Arnold was given a more demanding, nuanced role. Although Stay Hungry also had some of that, he puts as a side note. So I don't know. I think in his career, which we know what it will become, this was okay. You know, he got he's on the CBS movies. They want to see me. I'm getting more, re you know, like accepted. What was Stay Hungry? That was a sequel to Pumping Iron or something like that? I don't know. Uh, he said, although Stay Hungry has some of that, so that must mean it's a it's a role, it's a drama. Right. We just long ago forgot that one, just like we forgot Twins. No, there's no way you can forget Twins. They keep talking about having a sequel where uh, Eddie Murphy's the triplet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it hasn't been made yet. Uh, well, what other obscure... Well, Jingle All the Way, I'm sure, plays every Christmas. But, uh, Jingle all the way is not, yeah, it's not obscure, even though it sucks. I guess Last Action Hero was his first, like... Yeah, you don't really see I'm that on TV a, a lot. That movie really was bad. It was bad and good. Yeah, no, I hear you. Guy, I have to tell you a great story. I went to see that movie with my friend Lee Frankel, and we went to a Brookline... Uh, Your friend Lee Frankel? Yeah, I'll give a shout-out to Lee Frankel. See, I remember friends' Oh, Lee names. Frankel. Yeah. He wasn't your friendly. No, who is, uh, frankly, his name was uh, Lee Frankel. And uh, we went to see Last Action Hero in this multiplex. And, and uh, 
not Braintree. I think it was anyway. So it was in the Boston area, and we walk in. Went in Watertown. Did you take the T? Yeah, we did. We take the red line, the, mm-hmm. the right to the end. So if you know what I'm talking about, uh, yeah. And we got you know tickets to see Last Action Hero, and we go to the cinema, and there's doors on <laughs> either side. You know, like left aisle, right aisle, and it said yeah. Last Action Hero, and on the other door, Last Action Hero. And we walked in on the left side, and there was this giant cinema, and in the middle of the cinema was a wall that they put constructed. To create two cinemas. Oh, and, we're and showing they can get rid of the movie. first row. Yeah, like they split the cinema, the the theater in half by putting a wall, mm-hmm. and created two smaller th- screens, and they were showing right. the same movie, and you could hear <laughs> the other movie in the. In the <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't really a room. They just partitioned. Yeah, they partitioned it. Oh, and, oh my so friend cheap. Lee just went absolute bonkers. We got our money back. He said, this movie's a piece of shit to begin with, and I want to see it on this big screen, and you split the screen right. to show twice of it, and you can this hear it. the other last one. theater. I would see the last action. It's the last action hero indeed. But uh, another that great story. a big mistake. We did go see uh, Gremlins 2 in Watertown. I keep saying Watertown. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, and he hated that movie so much that several times he got up to leave. And we look at me, and I I watched sat and watched it. So he did that. He bitched at the one theater, and he's wanting to leave at the other. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he's like too chill. Was oh, he's he so chill. Uh, Geary? Was he I, in Geary? I I took him to see uh, a bunch of movies in, in New Jersey, like uh, you know in Bloomfield. There's a oh. theater in Bloomfield. I don't know if it's still around, but on Bloomfield Avenue there was a movie house, and we saw uh, Coming to America Claridge there. And this is in well, uh, the not in Montclair. If you go further oh, down, oh, oh, oh. we're talking New, New Jersey towns. Uh, but we did see uh, Bright Lights, Big City, which uh, everyone just sat so impatiently. At one point, uh, Michael J. Fox what, drops what his film. Is that? It's based on a Jay McInerney uh, novel about uh, is it the gay one. No, he works in. He's a young New Yorker editor, a fact checker who goes out to the New York City nightlife and he kind of loses his head. And in one of his scenes, he's in a bathroom stall and he's doing some Coke and the Coke falls in the toilet. And someone right. goes, uh, no more Coke. And that got a huge laugh. And that was the only f- reaction that anyone in the theater had. Uh-huh. So. Uh, wait, was Bright Light's Big City about a guy who got into the gay uh, prostitute world? Oh no! You're thinking of Lesson Zero with Robert Downey Jr. That's Los Angeles. I'm talking okay, New York. Okay, was there a book? Yeah, book like Bright Lights, Big City. That was Brett Easton Ellis, and he was a contemporary. He was kind of attached. Tama Jankowitz wrote Slaves in New York, which actually became a movie. God, I wonder if that's on uh-huh. YouTube. YouTube. Here, See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I watched. I read that book as a young, like 14 or something, and I was like, "Fuck, life is really out there." I was like, "What?" Like. This is a real place, a real thing. You were 14 when the book came out? No, I don't think it came out. I think I got to it late, 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 right? Those books was, came out like late, mid-80s. So I was seven, mid-80s? Yeah, they're okay. on my, they're on my uh, to, to read list. As soon as uh-huh. I finish uh, the official Preppy Handbook. And Shogun. looking for Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> I have the paperback <laughs> copy right here. <laughs> Type in Slaves in New York and uh, YouTube. Sometimes I just want to look cool, and I bring, like, iRobot by Isos 
eyes him off around. Looks like the Spanish step she's on, but it's not. It's the house. Remember at the open of the last film? I'm not giving you any information. No, okay, sorry. What, what information can you Carl, What information can you give me on a TV movie? It's a TV movie. You know, this is it is what it is. It's just. So I just got to tell you. Okay, she goes to wardrobe saying like, "Oh, where's the props for blah blah blah? The movie so and so promised me." And they go, "They ain't no movie, girl. You've been had." So she goes up to uh, Senator. I was just playing. Uh, we were having fun, guy. And he goes, I don't think you better go in there, Lonnie Anderson. She's pretty <laughs> mad at, at such and such. And she goes in anyway. And she's like, look, this is how the game's played. And now she's all, wah, wah, wah. Get me a drink, is what she says. Let's uh, listen. Let's listen. Okay. Are they divorced at this point? Away from me. No. I could have been so good. Oh, Mickey, what am I going to do? <laughs> I promise you I will take care of you. She's gonna get pissed. I do what we've been waiting out. for. You take some time off. We spend some time alone together. And you marry I'm me. off, you jerk. He's a pretty good oh, actor. Uh, Bob, you've got to help me. Oh, no, he's rolling his okay, eyes. Okay, so I'm sorry, Mike. I was thinking of another scene. Uh, I'll tell you when that scene comes. Okay. They still are lovey-dovey. They're not even married. Hey, Carl, anytime you want to end this movie, we could just walk away from it. No questions. Oh, you're done? <laughs> okay, right. let me tell you stuff. No, um, that's all right. No, you, don't have to, you don't have to entertain me. We can watch right. TV together. Listen, that guy's name is G.D. Brodlin. Right, he's a special okay. guest star. Uh, no, the guy who was is, is uh, Godfather is um, Apocalypse Now guy. Oh, okay. Okay, so he died in 2011, right? He started his life, his career as a lawyer, and then he became an independent oil producer. You know, like what does he had that a, mean? Well, then he was active in local politics, and he turned to acting in 64. He was in Godfather 2, Senator Pat Geary. He was in Ed Wood, believe it or not. He was in that tank movie we talked about. He was in North Dallas 40, the football one. I'm pushing you, team. And he was in Apocalypse Now. I don't think I've seen North Dallas 40. It's worth seeing. I think Burt Reynolds is in it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. It's no, like no, a that's one behind of his... the scenes football. And this is uh, in the 70s football. Yeah. So it's the NFL and what's going on in the locker and in training and the things they're enduring and it's drama. So what's the agent saying? You're washed up, lady. Um. Uh, let's put it on, because I'm. I I think we've talked so long. I I'll take care of things at my end, all right? Oh, he's saying you don't go to the head of the studio like that. You know, she just said I will screw right. the head of the studio. That's what he wants. I'll have sex with him. And she, he's like, she's ashamed now. What she said. She smacked him on the cheek. Oh, here comes the commercial. Yeah. Introducing new improved Danish rolls from Pillsbury. Now they taste even you better, the so the Danish... This guy was me in middle school. They would go pop and fresh dough to my belly, and I'd be like, fuck you! People do I that to me now. <laughs> they still do it, I should say. It's not that they do it now. Well, luckily really? it's not on TV anymore, and everyone's forgotten about it, and thank God. They just Now they just punch it, and they just poke in the stomach anyway, without a reference. <laughs> now there'll be a slam on the Democrats coming up. We have to listen to that. 
Congressman, okay, I think we're running out of gas. It's not as if the Democrat Congress didn't have a warning. Democratic. The last three presidents warned them. Congressman, we are running Ford, out of gas. Ford, Carter. The Democrats, who have controlled Congress for 25 years, ignored them. They just went blindly down the road. They're out of gas, Democrats. Hey, we're out of gas! The Democrats are out knows. of gas. Yeah. Vote Republican for a change. For a change. Come on, America. Come on. They Could it possibly go they wrong? Would. Reagan would win. If you want to capture someone's attention, whisper. Whisper to You me. know who she is. If you want to capture... She's a replicant. Whisper. Oh, she's from Blade Runner? Yeah, she is uh, the one who went crazy and nobody wanted to work with her again. But what was she on the screen? Enough about the behind the scenes. She was Rachel, the replicant who he interviews, and she's real. She's not a replicant. No, This is a lot of election commercials and perfume commercials, so this must be like October, right before Christmas and right before the election. This is sizzling. It's 100% pork. Okay, it's not bacon, but it's leaner than bacon, and it's 100% pork. And all pork. lean is all real meat. It's 50% leaner than bacon, it's so pork. it's meatier. Right. Look, it doesn't shrink. And it goes great with that fried uh, egg on, on the white plate. Have you had sizzling? Uh, I have in my life. Is it's it... a meat strip. It's pork. It's they're, they're scamming us. It's pork. What's the difference between... Oh, there's between... Lonnie Anderson. What's the difference between sizzling... Dog. And steakums. Uh, the meat. Steakums are beef and, and sizzling is a pork. Ooh. Look, this is such bullshit. You know she had chihuahuas. They don't even know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's the wrong dog. It's a fucking beagle. Like to match her hair. Oh, right. Maybe it's Lonnie's dog. Is this uh, the... I just have this blurb about Lonnie. Um, Lonnie, uh, they're like, congratulations on getting married. Lonnie's a buxom... Okay, television sex symbol, 70s, early 80s, Emmy-nominated as role Jennifer Marlowe on sitcom. We know this stuff. Cincinnati in 78, soap style fixture in mini-movies. So she became a TV mini-person until she went away, which was cool because she was all Bert and, you know, my career's done. I'm now with Bert and... She was in, in Stroker Ace uh, with Bert Reynolds. That was early 80s. I didn't see that film, I don't... It's a, he's like a race car driver. It's directed by yeah. Hal, uh, Hal Needham, who did Cannibal Run. It was after Cannibal Run. It's a very, oh, uh, very uh, st- stupid movie. I'm a cool guy. It's just movie. the humor is kind of dumb, is all. So if you're in the mood, yeah. it's great. It's no problem. I think even Jim Neighbors is in that movie. Jim Neighbors is still alive. What are you, what are you talking about, Carl? Oh, I'm sorry. You said Jim Neighbors. Yeah, Jim Neighbors. He's dead. Um, well, but his spirit haunts uh, 60th Street's. Uh, what's the opera place? Uh, the Met. The Met. Oh yeah, right. His spirit haunts the Met. He goes, golly. <laughs> right. At night, when the wind blows the backstage door, you can hear, golly gee willis. Surprise, surprise, surprise. That's the ghost. The Phantom. It's the Phantom. Remember he pumped gas on, uh, wasn't it Andy, Andy? He was on the Andy Griffin show, right? He pumped gas. Yeah, and then he joined the army. Yeah, G.I. Stupid. Pile, right. Yeah. Well, golly. 
Well, golly. I guess Gomer was a real southern name like Cletus or Otis. Was it like Gomer, like uh, Goober? Like that's kind of a play on Goober? Oh, it was a play on Goober. I used to be a Gomer. I would go f- Gomer f- for things. I I would Gomer for coffee and Gomer for the stenographer. You know what I hate when people okay, go... Okay, that was a gopher joke. All right, never mind. All right. Well, go for it. Oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a gopher at work. A gopher? What do you mean? You know that joke. I, I go, go for, for coffee. coffee. I go... Right, that was that was that was Gopher on Love Boat. He he would get you coffee or whatever, and he became a politician. He became senator and yeah. really conceited. Yep, crazy. You know, Al Franken. Yeah, destined to fall. I mean, uh, Gomer. That was a long time before he fell. Yeah, but I mean, like Gopher never had pictures of him grabbing tits of his coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if he comes back, if he comes back to life again politically, it'll be Al Franken. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Al Frankenstein. Stuart loses his family, the sequel. Every- this is real footage. Oh. We're ma- oh, that's a trick. That's a trick. But this is real footage. We're married. Oh. Look, it's the real 50s. This is what you should have done. It looks so 70s or early 80s in this movie. I know. You're right to say 70s because of the, t- the fonts and... Yeah. You know, any kind of movie that comes out in the 80s or the beginning of a decade, it's usually the best of the last decade. It's still yes. part of the 70s. Okay, so as you know, on our show is always rape in Star Trek. So we okay. covered the rape. I want you to know that Star Trek, <laughs> the guy who uh, lived with uh, Joyce DeWitt from Three's Company, Ray, Ray Buck and Isa. Lots of TV, this guy. And in 97, he was on Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, uh, all in, right. Yeah, in Inferno Light, a one-time acting gig. I'm sure he got like, I don't know, maybe 500 bucks. Another Star bucks. Trek actor. Hey, hey it's Rent. Well, you know, because he was for a time with Jack Tripper and... He sat George at my DeWitt table. And I, w- I had a table at the Star Trek convention. He sat at my table. We both signed autographs. And people would be like, what were you in? And I go, here you go. Stay in school. $20. I was $20 autograph. Right. Oh, uh, were you in the I original? Have, this will complete my connection. I was Ensign um, Jewy Jusen. <laughs> you know, part of the uh, multicultural uh, coalition. God damn it. You know, I just realized I've never seen the Jufro on Star, any Star Trek thing ever. Those fuckers. Seriously. See, you would be so uncool, and then people would be like, yeah, this guy was never on a Star Trek. What's he doing now with the table? <laughs> oh, right now, um, she was, like, leaning out the window to fans and convertibles in her, like, underwear. And he's like, damn it, woman. <laughs> and she's like, I hate you. I hate you. If you didn't have these muscles, I could get up. <laughs> Oh, now she's kind of coming together. Yeah, it happens every scene, which is odd for TV. Usually TV... That's one good thing about this movie, if there's anything. It goes from negative emotion to positive to negative to positive. The whole... That's what you're supposed to do in any, you know, quality... They're still kissing. (laughs) Oh! They're still kissing. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lonnie Anderson. He's like... Yeah. Let's do another take. How was work? Fucking great, man. Get me a beer. By the way, I heard Fox is making Holiday for Lovers. 
And you heard they're thinking of you for the part. The script stinks, Jane. I told him to get somebody else. Why? You do that? What kind of agent are you? That was my movie. Gentlemen, my agent. I didn't want you to get the part. But you're my agent. Yeah, but I don't like you. I was protecting your honkers. My agent, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, the guy from The Office from England. Oh, he's like, Ricky you should Gervais. give up acting. It's like Ricky Gervais, yeah. Because he's always self-effacing like that. The guy's like, his agent's like, you should really, you should consider hanging it up. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together. My agent. You know, I just realized he did make a theatrical release movie that follows that character, and it's on Netflix. Do you ever see him, David Bowie? He did the thing with David Bowie. They look alike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was terrific. Song. I love that scene. That's from Extras. And he oh, becomes okay. like a, a TV star, from an extra to a TV star, and he's holding court at a party, and David Bowie is there, and Bowie sings a song about him, and it's just yeah. brutal. It, yeah, he got inspired by seeing him and meeting him at the party. Piggy little knows that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. Protecting his ego that shatters it. <laughs> With his mother on speed dial. I'm just taking poetic liberty there. I don't know that it's... Yeah, and it's just Ricky Gervais is crestfallen. It was that, I, I do love that scene. You know what I also... All we're was, really seeing now... I was just going to... Okay, go ahead. No, no, please, just, please. It's please not tell important. me what's going on. No, no, no. Come quick, come quick. You'll see in a minute. Uh, Schwarzenegger puts down the princess phone because the maid told him to I run upstairs. I call you back! What so is it? It's time to go to the hospital, an emergency. And she's like, no way. Get the pink caddy. And he's like, what the fuck, girl? And she's like, they'll be pressed there. Oh, well, but she's right. Damn it, girl, you're getting a baby. My life is bigger than mom and mother. They're in the pink caddy. Because Arnold, I hear and obey. Tells the, the maid... What is it? Well, it's alimony. Stu. Everyone hates when Al comes around. Alimony? Alimony. Huh, yeah, two bar. Yeah, is Al there? Al who? <laughs> alimony. Kaholic, my husband? Why, you son of a bitch. God, let's come. I'll come why, don't just, why don't I just come down there and we can have it out? Yeah. Bad welcome. I've been sleeping with your mother all these years. That was red, red spar. Yeah, right, Red's Bar. Tube Bar. Tube Bar. Yeah, Tube Bar. It was the Tube Bar, and he was Red. That's right. I should mention that there is a movie version of the uh, called Red, directed by Chris Gore of Film Threat magazine, <laughs> and it's the audio, and he has reenactments uh, as photographs, like, like La Jatie. So it's photographs of the bar. It's a very 90s bar, and he has uh, Lawrence <laughs> Turney. Uh, from uh, Reservoir Dogs as Red. So it's just, oh, does he mouth it and? Yeah, like he's in. The, he's wearing a sleeveless T-shirt. And I once, oh, when yeah. I first started the show, I tried. I Chris Gore was a very sweet guy. I contacted him, and he playfully declined to to talk over the movie he directed. Uh huh. You know, have you ever thought about that? Like we could reach out to people who. Yeah. And I'm interview them down. for. Yeah, I would love to Like, do maybe that. a show we riffed, we watch it with them, like the DVD thing, and well, they tell us about it. We get director Jordan Allen on our show. 
And he, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was not complimentary in our first. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's hard to listen, so no one's gonna hear it. it well, is it on the web? Because maybe you should yeah. stick down. Okay, I just want to explain to the audience this is one of the first shows I ever really did with Mike, and he brought up a subject that I know so well because we know the players in real life. Or at least we did in like a high school time. It, the, the, so I was yeah. talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it was not cool. You, you, nah. And you do apologize, so it's all set. I do apologize, but it doesn't matter if I apologize. If he ever hears that, you'll hear me genuine. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's the internet, buddy. 